to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, coach, what's going on? Not much. A lot of happening, a lot of happening. Football's cranking up, and I'm excited. Oh, man, a lot of happenings going on over the weekend. We got football. We got more Rory McIlroy. Wow. And a sad note, um, this young man, Kevin Ward, was killed on a dirt track. Um, I think it was up in upstate New York. And Tony Stewart was a driver of the car that killed this young man. And uh, if you haven't seen the video, I mean, the, the video is, is just horrific. I woke up Sunday morning. And I heard about this uh, about this accident involving Tony Stewart. And as you know, Coach, I'm a I'm a somewhat of a of a NASCAR junkie, and I like to keep up with racing. And um, so I actually went on the internet to see if I could find any information about any any footage of this accident because ESPN and all these other sports shows were not showing any footage of this. So I actually went on and looked at the raw footage of uh, of, of that accident. And it was kind of it was kind of crazy. Um, Tony Stewart ran this guy off the track, or maybe I'm not going to say ran him off the track, but he he had the inside, and Tony kind of pushed him out on the outside. Next thing you know, the guy's on on the wall. He his car wrecks. Um, he gets out of his car, walks down the track. He's yelling and screaming, yelling and screaming. You see this one car pass the guy, but then the next car, he's yelling and screaming at Tony Stewart, and all of a sudden, Tony Stewart's back tire hits this guy. Now, in my in my observation of this whole thing, it looks as though Tony Stewart either swerved at him or swerved away from him. And I guess if I'm saying he swerved away from him, I don't think he would have hit him. And I'm not so sure about this whole thing. And it, and it really bothers me because the uh, the police investigation of this is like almost like a NASCAR investigation, not a, a police investigation because um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And I don't know if this is something that that should be, involved in the police but i think anytime someone dies in an accident there there has to be an investigation yep did you see the footage of this accident coach yeah i did daryl and you know i don't know i don't watch nascar as much as you but it didn't look like he was trying to get off the track very hard no it didn't look like he was trying to get off the track and i guess um and I guess I guess I could also say it in that same token, Coach. Didn't look like Tony Stewart was trying to get to the bottom of the track away from the accident. Well, you know, the guy was going like he was going toward the bottom of the track, and then he kind of stopped in the middle of the track. The board I saw anyway. I'm talking about Tony Stewart driving the car after the accident. It didn't look like he was trying to get to the bottom of the track to avoid the, the scene of the accident. 
he was all he was he was pretty close to where the accident happened, the where the, where the wrecked car was. So I, I just think if if he was really doing everything he could to avoid the accident or avoid another accident, he would have been as far left as he could have been away from the accident. And and I'm not neither here here nor there on that coach, but I'm gonna wait and see how um how this all pans out and uh and I really hope that um that um I hope if 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 justice needs to be served in this situation, I hope it is. And really, uh, more than anything, man, my heart goes out to this kid's family. Twenty years old, Kevin Ward Jr. Um, he, he, you know, and, and from what you hear from um, NASCAR and what you read on the internet, he had a very bright future ahead of him. Said so he's been racing since he was four years old. That's a long time. So he had a lot of experience. Uh, he had been climbing up the ranks pretty quickly. Um, so really, my my heart goes out to them and 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 their family for such a tragedy to happen to such a young man and uh, at an early stage in his life. Yeah. But hey, coach, there's a whole lot of things going on in sports. Um, we also talked about, I also saw one of the well, best. Go ahead, coach. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, everybody's excited about the preseason cranking, first full season of uh, preseason games. Everybody got to play, you know, got to play some. Uh, and so it's, it's, you know, that time of the year where everybody's getting excited about uh, who's going to get to play. Uh, you know, then you start looking to see who's going to, who's got injured or hurt or banged up. You know, it'll be interesting. Oh, Next oh. two or three weeks, we'll decide some guy's fates. Oh, that that's that's for sure, and um and you know it, it's hard to get a a real a real a, a, a real feel of um of football right now, especially NFL. That's, that's the only football we're really seeing now is the NFL, because you're right. Uh, most of these guys are are struggling for a position on the team, so we really don't see the starters. But for a few minutes, uh, in the, in early in the game in the first quarter, but um. We, we've actually seen um, uh, seem to have a, a, a fierce competition in Cleveland at this quarterback position um, with with Manziel and Hoyer, and I really think that um, Hoyer is going to going to win this job hands down. Um, I know a lot of people want to see um, Johnny Manziel, and uh, and to be honest with you, um, I think the NFL want to see my Johnny Menzel because he he's a big draw. He's a he's a former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he he he's a, a a sparkle in the eyes of a lot of fans, a lot of people in the NFL. And whether the NFL say it or not, they like that little bit of edginess that goes on with some some of these guys, especially as long as you don't cross the line. Now, we've seen people cross that line. But Johnny Manziel, he hasn't beat up anybody. They haven't found a trunk full of dope in his car. Uh, he, he, he's, he, he's, he's, he's flamboyant, but hey, who doesn't like flamboyancy? Well, Coach, you know, he didn't have the most passing yardage uh, at, against Detroit, but he had the most rushing yardage against Detroit. And uh, and that's one of those things that he brings to the plate, and I think that's one of the things that makes the fans so excited about the guy. Oh, oh, without a doubt, coach. And um, you know, it's it's 
it's yet to be seen um, what kind of weapons are going to be at Cleveland. Um, you know, um, it's 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 really hard to think that this this kid may have this kid may have um, have all, all all the tools to be a good quarterback. But if he doesn't have um, some serious threats around him, a good running game, good tight end, and we, we now see how very, very, very important a tight end is in, is in this NFL, and, um, and some super receivers, he, he's just going to be a, 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 a wounded duck. And uh, I think that's why it's one of the reasons I really think that Hoyer is probably going to be a better quarterback because he's, he's dealt with his team with those – um, with with decent receivers and not great receivers and not a really really super running running game either, so I really think Hoyer is probably going to be a better fit for um for for the Cleveland Browns at the start of this season for sure. Well, you know, I hope that uh, that's the case because I think as much as I'd like to see Munzel play. Uh, it's probably real important to let the kid have some some learning experience before he's thrown to the wolves. And and you know, um, you know the the NFL tough mistress. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's for sure. And and you know, um, Manziel, he, he's I still say, coach, the the guy's only he, he's only six feet tall, and um, that that's a disadvantage for him, but. Say the same thing about Drew Brees, and, and, and somebody might slap you in your mouth, man. Drew Brees might be shorter than six feet, and, and he, he, has, he is definitely an elite quarterback in this league. So I'm not going to throw the short thing out there on, on uh, Johnny Manziel because we can always refer back to Drew Brees, who, who's, who's had an awesome career. Well, I and, think we can have yes. Many of those offensive coordinators now, uh, Daryl, uh, if you, they've got a, a short quarterback, they uh, they definitely make it where they give them passing lanes. And, you know, moves. I can see Johnny's going to be one of those guys that rolls out a lot. Yeah, I, I could definitely agree that he's probably going to have to roll out a lot. But, um, but you know when when we look at this team, and um, when we look at this team, Travis Benjamin is probably going to be the the number one receiver on this team because Josh Gordon he's he's still up in the air whether or not he's going to be able to um um he he's trying to appeal his suspension and and who knows how long his suspension is going to be. But um, you know it's 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 hard it's hard to say how 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 this is going to work out for Josh Gordon. I, I really wish him the wish him the best, but it's still hard to say how it's going to work out for him. And and if, if, let's just say he's only suspended for three games instead of six games, or instead of the entire season. You know, three games in the NFL is is almost a quarter of your season. So um, that that in itself is is a is a lot to lose, um, especially when he is the number one guy at Cleveland, and and like I said, with Travis Benjamin Benjamin, who's a, who's who's been there for a while, but he he's not a, you know, 
uh, he's he's only he's only been there for three years, and he's just he's a he's just second guy. He he'd be a second receiver on on almost any team. He's just not the number one guy yet. And let's just hope that Josh Gordon can kind of get himself back together and um and get back on the field and really help this team in a big way because they they they're not going to go far without him at all. That's that's without a doubt. And and that's definitely important to have somebody that can be the number one go-to guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know um on the other hand, all you read now from Minnesota is that Bridgewater has this job. This is going to be his job to lose. You know, um, I, I, I really, I really think this is his job to lose. I think he's probably going to come out of his, come out of this thing being the um, being the number one guy. Matt Castle, like I said before, he's he's a true journeyman, and Chris and Christian Ponder has just he just has not proven himself yet. He's been in the league for four years, um, and and he started every year at one point or another for the Vikings. All four of these years he started. Now here's a young man that probably did get thrown to the wolves, and his next stop in the NFL probably is going to be a better stop than he had at the Vikings because I don't think he's going to have the pressure on him on his next step. And this is Christian Ponder I'm talking about on his next team that he had on this team. And and don't be surprised if, if the well, Vikings decide to move him. What was that, Coach? Coach's kid that Jacksonville, uh, I think he had a pretty good outing the other night. Oh yeah, um, Bortles kid. Yes, yes, Bortles did have have a good night. Um, now, <laughs> yeah, and and here is another team that um, they have a lot of guys hurt on this on this Jacksonville team. Um, but hey, the Jag the Jaguars are one and zero. They beat Tampa Bay over the weekend. You know, sixteen ten. But um. They, they're. Th- this is a team really in in transition still, and I guess when are we going to stop saying Jacksonville Jaguars are in transition? When are we going to stop saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are rebuilding? You, you got to build a building sooner or later. You can't re- re- keep rebuilding sooner or later. You got to have a structure, and they don't seem to have a structure yet. We'll be interested in the next couple of weeks to see who gets a little more playing time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it, it it will be, and 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 there's really no um, no guarantee that that Bortles is going to be the starter for this team. Um, Chad Henney has has been a he's been a decent quarterback. Um, he's he's been a decent quarterback for the Jaguars uh, coming out of Michigan. He's been in the league for seven years, and and I'm I was always pleased with the way um, Chad Henney played when he came into the game, but you'd gotta know that. The state of the Jacksonville Jaguars football team, and Blake Bortles being the number one quarterback um, coming out of college and being the first pick, first player selected by the Jaguars, you gotta know that they will be playing him right off the bat. I mean, and 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 he's going to get a lot of playing time um, from the jump, and we're going to have to learn how to how to how to possibly. Um, 
have some growing pains with this young man. He, we, and, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, and I'm one of them, we have to know that Blake Bortles is going to make some mistakes. He's going to make some rookie mistakes. He's probably going to make some big runs at some point. And at some point, we're probably going to be looking at him saying, hey, get down, get down, get down. And and we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with these ups and downs and good and bad that come along with um with a rookie quarterback and that's definitely what we have um but and, in Edison, and the and the coach the thing that makes me so uh worried for any kid that comes into the league as a rookie and has to start immediately is the game is so much faster and so much more physical than they're used to especially if they were at a good college program where they didn't get smacked around a lot. And uh, it's a completely different game when you get at the NFL level. Without a doubt. And, um, you know, the, Jag- the Jaguars have uh, Cecil Short, who is probably their number one receiver. Right. But, but Cecil Short has never shown me anything. I mean, he he's, he can't stay healthy. He didn't play last week because he wasn't healthy, and uh, and he's just never never really even been. Uh, to me, Cecil Short can't be that number two receiver for a lot of teams, and he basically is the number one receiver for the Jaguars right now. Now, I, I must admit, Coach, I think he's without question. Jacksonville thinks that he's their number one receiver because he's made all the catches. You know, they got the Blackwater kid that didn't turn out. And uh, so he's been the one that they had to go with. And I don't know, uh, the kid that had the most catches for him the other night was this Hearns kid, which I knew nothing about. Do you know anything about him? Oh, Alan Hearns, um, coach. I've I've watched him play um, all four years at the University of Miami, and uh, he was a heck of a receiver. As a matter of fact, I was was a little bit disappointed that he wasn't drafted in the NFL draft. I know that's a tough position sometimes to get drafted, especially late in the rounds. But um, Alan Hearns did not get drafted, but he's he's probably going to – it wouldn't surprise me if he turns out to be the number one receiver in Jacksonville and – it won't surprise me if he has close to as many catches as Cecil Short does this season, Alan Hearns. Yep. Hey, well, guys, I you listen know, to sports. I didn't know he was a swim guy. Yes, Coach. Alan Hearns, University of Miami, outstanding receiver at the University of Miami. Yep. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? 
Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach, over the weekend, there were quite a few very good games, I thought. You know, and it's hard to say preseason is good, but... When you've been jonesing for football for so long, <laughs> you know, all the games are good, you know. <laughs> and and I, mean, I look no, at Nobody got blown out, Coach. You know, the games <laughs> were like, you know, New Orleans beat St. Louis 26-24. Uh, Chicago beat the Eagles 34-28. You know, they were good games. They were like one-score field goal-type games. And the only, you know, the the one I thought was the worst was Dallas Cowboys. San Diego just dusted them up. Yeah, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys look like they're really struggling, and 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 the health of Tony Romo is 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 still going to be a question mark. And um, you and I both know um, people that come off of these back injuries. That's not an easy injury to just return from. And I, and I really think Tony Romo. Coach, a bunch of the starting quarterbacks didn't play any, but I mean Dallas. You know they're you know they they started uh, Whedon, and uh, it, it just I mean their defense doesn't look very good. Uh, you know they weren't very good last year. They look worse now, I think. And so um, I think they've got some real struggles in front of them. I, I would I would agree with you, Coach. I think I think Dallas has gonna they're gonna have some real struggles this year in front of them, you know. Um, but on the other hand, I really think the Carolina Panthers are gonna have some real struggles on their hands this year because Cam Newton he's still he's coming off of an ankle surgery has not has not participated very much in the. Um, in the, in the preseason, uh, probably he's not going to play until around the third preseason game. And um, he lost Steve Smith. Um, um, he lost Steve Smith. And they're going to have some real struggles at the wide receiver position too. And Steve Smith was his kind of his little go-to guy, his comfort zone guy. And uh, you lose somebody like that, and uh, it, it's a lot different. And now he's not having time to develop with anybody else because he's not out there. You're right. And and, and I, that's why I really say, think that they're going to have some serious struggles because he's not preparing to work with 
he he doesn't know who his number one guy is going to be for this upcoming season because he's still recovering from the surgery and um, it's going to be tough for the for the Panthers this year. I, I really think so. Well, I mean the kid that the, the the kid that played most of the quarterback snaps was this Webb kid, and he I mean he had more uh, receiving yards than uh, rushing the manual kid, and he had and he had the most rushing yards of any of them. But yeah. uh, like you're saying, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think they can count on, and I might be wrong. Uh, Newton carrying them again, especially when he doesn't have the chemistry worked out in the preseason with the other receivers. Oh yeah, and and um, and that kid Webb was a um, was a wide receiver in college, coach. And, yeah. and here he's a here he's a the. Look like he could be. I don't think the Panthers are going to start him as their quarterback. They'll send a, a, a lame Cam Newton out there before Webb starts the season for, oh, for yeah. them. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and coach, you know, I'll tell you another one would worry me to death if I was them is the uh, Tampa Bay. I, I don't know who they're going to have as quarterback. I don't know who they think is going to be the one to be their go-to guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you you would you'd probably um think that the the Buccaneers are um are, are going to go back with this kid Glennon. You know, um they they really have to go back to this kid Glennon because he he's really all they have, coach. I mean, well, bottom line is they don't him, have I don't a lot. think he's one of those kind of kids that are ready yet to be you know, the mainstay for a team. And I might be wrong. Uh, you know, I'm not seeing him every day at practice. I'm just saying that uh, if Jacksonville puts a thumping on you, then uh, you probably need to look around and say, uh, we can't beat one of the worst teams in the league with this kid, then we might we might struggle. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I would have to agree with you. But I, I really think that um, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with this guy Vincent Jackson at wide receiver, and the kid that came over from um, from um, from um, Texas from, from Johnny Manziel school, um, he's going to be whatever. Yeah, he's going to be a big impact receiver for them. So I think he's going to have some weapons. But I, I have a tendency to agree to agree with you, Coach. I'm not so sure if this kid. Is ever going to be what we call an elite quarterback in this league? And I don't think I don't even think he's going to be uh, one of those kind of guys that's a good gentleman that can even manage the game for you. You know, I wow. think he's going to struggle uh, just simply because I don't think he has all the tools, Daryl. But two times I've seen the guy play, he he hasn't looked very polished. Yeah, and, he, and he's in his he's in his second season from uh, NC State, and uh, and and they 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 do have Josh McCowan on on board with them, and uh, and Josh McCowan came in last year for the um for the for the uh, Chicago Bears and and won some games for them, and as a matter of fact, some of us were were wondering if he was going to be the be the starter for the entire season for them, you know, yeah, and um, I thought that's what was going to happen, but. Uh... You know, you got to put him on the field if you expect him to win some games. He needs to build some relationships. And I thought that's what, you know, preseason was all about, trying to get 
that that time and uh, different feel. You know, the OTs don't make a difference uh, going into the season. You've got to have some on-field time together. Oh, that that's without a doubt. Now, um, what what concerns me with Tampa is that they have put a lot of stock in this running back, Doug Martin. Right. Doug Martin has suffered injuries both all through his yeah all through, all his, through career. his career. He's coming up on his third season this year. Last year, he suffered a a head injury that um, took him out for the the, the the remainder of the season after I think it was around game eight. Um, right. Before he that, year before that, season, he hurt his leg. I just don't see this. I don't see him as being a a very durable bat. He's a very small small man in stature, and and he runs hard. I mean, very hard. He almost one of those guys that almost want to run through people. He just can't do that at that level, and no. uh, and be successful. Now, this, this uh, is my college. This yeah. is college, and you can't do it, Coach. I'll tell you who else that I thought really struggled this weekend. Houston, I thought they looked bad last year. You know, Arizona put a thumping on them, thirty-two to nothing. Oh yeah, and then and, and here's here's another one of those teams, Coach, that really they're going to struggle with um, with 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 available players. They just really don't have a lot of good players this year, and and when you lose. You're your starting quarterback, and Fitzpatrick is a, is a quarterback for Houston now. I I, I just don't see. Um, but coach, he never impressed me at Buffalo. No, and, no, and he does. He's definitely not an elite quarterback, and I think that they're going to struggle unless they get somebody in there that can make some things happen. And I don't see anybody uh, like that on the agenda for him right now. Yeah, and, and you know, this kid, Case Keenum, he came in last year, kid from Houston, threw for boo yards in college and um, just and, and ended up going to a bowl game and, and got beat. They were one of the higher-ranked teams when he was a senior in college. But Case Keenum is, is not the answer either, Coach, and I, I think they're going to be better off with Fitzpatrick over Keenum, which is not saying a lot. And And when you... When you look at uh, Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson has been one of the elite receivers in this league for a long time. But how long? How much longer is he going to be able to play? You know, he's 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 been around so a long he's pretty, time. He's pretty dissatisfied with the fact that he's never. You know, when they fell apart last year, he made it. Pretty, he was pretty vocal about the fact that he'd like to go on to somewhere where they would have a he would have a chance to make a run into the playoffs. Because you know, uh, you know, uh, I know Watts is a heck of a player. Uh, they got the clowny, the uh, clowny kid, uh, but uh, they don't have the kind of defense that just can shut people down. And I think they're going to have to score some points to win. And I don't see it. You know, maybe if uh, Foster comes back and and then plays well, and maybe they get somebody that can feed the ball to uh, Andre. Maybe some things can happen good for Houston. But the other day, they looked, I mean, in a preseason game, if you lose 32 to nothing, Coach, if you don't put any points on the board, that's pretty sad. You're right. And um, and the the backup for Foster for the last 
two two years or so has been this guy Tate. Um, he's probably been a backup for Foster since for the last three years, but he's no longer with the team. You know, he's moved on, and uh, and you gotta wonder with with um, with Aaron Foster's um, durability. Is that going to hurt this team? Because you know, last year he was on the sideline um, in, in street clothes more than he was in his uniform, and um, oh, right. so I mean, it, it makes you wonder how 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 is this team going to be um, in this upcoming season? Coach, I'll tell you another one that looked kind of uh, sad this weekend was Oakland. Coach Oakland is just not just doesn't have it together. I don't know, you know they. They don't seem they this. Uh, I guess they're going to go with the McGowan guy at quarterback, and uh, I don't know. I don't. You know, you score less than seven points in the preseason game, then you, that means your your seconds can't even beat anybody else's seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 look like the starting quarterback in Oakland is. It's probably going to be um, the team we just talked about, the uh, the Houston's old quarterback, Matt Shaw. Um, yeah, he, but he's now they probably, didn't play much, did they? Did they play much? Um, he didn't play much, but he's probably going to be because I think the next quarterback after Matt Shaw is um, is, um, is 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 this guy, the, the rookie Derek Carr out of Fresno State, and I just don't oh. see him him stepping in and being the quarterback. But the Raiders did get Jones Drew, and they and they were able to basically beg Darren McFadden to stay there because he was ready to go and sign with another team, and the Raiders came up with money enough money to keep him there. So he's basically there for the money, uh, and and he's he's a really good running back, and I would love to see this young man possibly play someplace else someday. But I'm because not so Coach, sure if that's going to happen. Dues. What was that? He paid his dues at Oakland. Yeah, he's paid his dues at Oakland, and uh, and and they've worn him out, and they've ran him a lot since he's been there. So, but but um, we'll see how it works out for him, and, and we'll see what where, where Jones Drew fits in because you know he's always, you know, he's a California guy. Went to UCLA. Um, yeah. He he wanted to go back to the West Coast and finish his career, and let's see what he has left in his career, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what what he does have left. Because coach he carried Jacksonville a few years. Yeah. You know, you know he was the only thing they had. Yeah, you know, uh, I was in a golf tournament over the weekend and the guy came in the clubhouse and said, Man, my back is tired. I carried these three guys the whole time we were out there. <laughs> so hey, I, you know, Jones Drew man, his back has to be a little bit tired. And I guess that's what makes you question what does he have left in the tank? Because his back has to be tired from all of the carries he had in Jacksonville, all of the punishment he took while he was in Jacksonville. So hey, we we we're, we're going to see what's what's going to what's what he has left and um uh, and I hate to see him go to a team that's that's basically horrible because he's leaving one bad team and going to on another the east bad team. on the east coast <laughs> <laughs> and going to a bad bad team on the west coast. Man, it seemed like he should have been able to settle for a, a decent team in the middle of the country. You know what I mean? 
our, our, our team that, that would get him so that he'd have a shot at making the playoff. You know, and, I really thought, actually, I thought that he might go somewhere uh, like uh, Tennessee or uh, even uh, St. Louis, but uh, it just didn't happen for the kid. You know, and I, I, I was thinking different. Um, I was thinking maybe maybe someplace like Dallas. You know, in Dallas. Oh, that would have been a nice you know, fit for him. Yeah, you know they got Tony Romo, and they really just don't have a whole lot. You know, um, I just didn't. And how I just can that be, Daryl? How can the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, gotten to the point where their defense is the worst in the NFL and their offense is average at best? Well, I don't get it. You know, um, <laughs> is Jones the, not paying? There, there's some pictures of um, Jerry Jones on the internet. Have you seen those pictures? Yeah, yeah. with the girls. <laughs> yeah, with that, with that, with that. What about, what about a 26 year old bombshell, beautiful yeah. woman? Yeah, I think that so might have a little bit to do with it, Coach. You know, he's hey, he's been to, running he's, this team since Jimmy Johnson he left. Sell, he's trying to see if he can sell the Cowboys, Coach. He thinks he's, uh, uh, he thinks he's like the owner from. Uh, What's the guy that got in all the trouble with basketball? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, the 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 owner of the um, uh, uh, what's the LA LA basketball team? Clippers, Clippers. Yeah, the LA Clippers owners. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gary's trying to sell out. Hey, I don't know, Coach, but I really think that Jerry Jones has a little bit to do, if not a lot to do, with the. Um, with, with the Dallas Cowboys demise, and uh, and I when I look at them now, I really look at them and say I think they're going down a little bit further um, this year. You know when we when we talk about um, we, you know the Cowboys have who Des Bryant, and, and that's about it. And we look at Romo, uh, he's coming off of a, off of a serious back injury, uh, an injury that he couldn't he couldn't even play in the last game of the season for. Um, for the Cowboys last year, and when you see him now, he's kind of just hobbling around uh, on the field. So you just can't expect a lot from him. But the NFL got some good drugs, and I'm sure he's going to be out there on the field without a doubt. Oh, you know, they're paying him $120 million, Daryl. I mean, uh, his guarantee was like almost $30 million. And so Jerry Jones is going to put some pressure on the guy to be on the field. It's just uh, you know, they've made so many weird changes. Uh, I don't think, you know, I thought they were going to go out and try to get uh, some players that would really uh, either give Tony Romo some additional weapons or I thought that they might go after some real elite defensive players. But I wasn't, you know, they passed over Menzel which would have packed, I mean, he wouldn't even have had to play. They would have packed the darn place just simply because Mazzell was on the team. But uh, they go with a defensive player that a lot of people didn't think was, you know, should have been that high a first-rounder. But, you know, we're going to see, you know, Jerry Jones won those three Super Bowls, and he got rid of the best coach in the NFL after the first two wins because he wanted to have more say-so. And uh, and Jimmy Johnson had put together a program 
that won one more year. But uh, after that, it's it's never been the same. I don't. Yeah, you you're right, coach. You're right. And uh, Jimmy Johnson's a heck of a coach. And uh, I think still thought he had a little bit of the tank left. Hey guys, you listen to Sports Info. You I'm on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, you know, back on this NFL because, you know, um, we're such NFL junkies. We can talk about this forever and ever and ever. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they, yeah. they look pretty good over the weekend. Coach, they, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Andy Reid did something remarkable with the Eagles. He made them contenders every year, every year. And so even though he didn't play all his first, his second just, you know, wore out, you know. You know, I think uh, Andy Reid will put it, has that system going now, and they're going to be uh, competitors every year, just like he was at the Eagles. I think he okay. knows how to do it, and he's getting it done. The coach, i tell you what I'm wondering is, you know, uh, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins got uh, this kid uh, from uh, uh, Denver, Marino, uh, Moraro, uh, no Sean Morona, Moreno. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's, they're trying to tell this Lamar Miller kid that he better pick it up or he won't have a job. Yeah. And I guess, um, when you hear the stories out of Miami is that, um, no Sean Moreno has not been able to play 
because he's injured. Apparently, he came into camp out of shape, and and is and is they're not very happy with him. And they well, did Coach bring him undergo orthopedic knee surgery a few months back, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons he was not in good shape. But uh, you know, when the the third guy uh, is uh, Daniel Thomas, and you know, I just don't see you know. Uh, Tannehill has to have a running game, or he doesn't have any chance. Oh, he has, I don't, they I don't have to have much of a chance. Yeah, I, I would. I would have to agree with you. And when you look at this team, um, I don't see a serious running game for Tannehill. And Lamar Miller, um, you know, he's 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 entering his his third season. In um, he's entering his third season for the Dolphins, but here's a young man that only played two seasons at the University of Miami. So he, he does not have a lot of experience. Uh, he, he is a, a, a super fast guy and a, and, a, and a breakaway threat at any time, but we have just not seen it very often in the NFL thus far in his career. And, Coach, you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought that he had, you know, uh, I thought that, you know, he had been kind of overlooked down at Miami, and I thought he was going to get in the NFL and have a stellar career, and it just, you know, it's not happening. Yeah, hey, well, Coach, when we when we talk about this kid, Lamar Miller, here's a young man that's been in the league. He's starting his third year in the NFL, and he's 23 years old. He came into the league at 20 years old. You know, so we had a lot of expectations of him, but he was a he was a real pup. I mean, he was a kid that that probably should have been a sophomore in college, a third a redshirt sophomore in college, and here he was, a first round pick for the for the Miami Dolphins and a starting running back. You well, know? you know, and and the thing about those kind of things, Daryl, as you know, uh, those kind of things make it where a kid never never gets in tune. With the game, you know, I don't think I, I would I, agree with you, Coach. And like I we think, we talk about it all the time about about teams throwing a quarterback to the wolves, but it can happen at any position. You know, you, oh, it can happen you at there, you're not line. ready. It can happen at uh, running back. It can happen at receiver. And I and I think this Miller kid is evidence of what you know. I think that if he had had another year at Miami. I think if he'd have played one more year at Miami and gotten a little bit more base under him, I think he'd have had a better chance at making it. But you know, coach, it's hard to stay in when that money's offered to you. And you're right, and I don't blame him one bit for going and getting the money. And uh, matter of fact, I'm proud of him for going and going and get the money because there is no guarantee that um, if he had stayed another year, he would have been drafted higher or he would have made more money. There is no guarantee on that. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy he left. I'm happy he went and got the money. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm happy he's learning on the job. And I think he is learning on the job. And this could be, you know, this would have been actually his, um, his rookie year if he had stayed in college for the duration of his career in college. This would have been his rookie year in the NFL. So let's see how well he does um, this season here. He's 23 years old. He, sh- he should be in the prime of his running back career. Let's see what he does. Well, you know, Coach, and, but now, then the other side of that coin is, 
you know, Miami went through that weird offensive line thing with the the guy that was, you know, uh, uh, you know that, you know, the NFL got involved in. The mm-hmm. NFL got involved in saying, "Hey, you know, you can't treat people uh, and and think that it's going to be okay uh, to say stuff about uh, a guy and think it's not going to be one of those things that." Uh, the league is going to turn their back on. I think the league had to step in and do something. And so uh, is Miller going to have an offensive line that gives him enough, you know, I mean, Tannehill got waxed all last year. Uh, Miller, you know, is not any different. You know, but you, you could say you can make the point that a quarterback gets hurt because of a bad offensive line. Well, the number one running back really gets whacked around. The one up in there, you know, and and he, he, like you were talking about earlier, he's not he's not the biggest individual in the, as a running back. Yeah, yeah he's got a lot right. of speed, but he's not a real big kid. Yep, and 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 you you you're absolutely right, Coach. When you lose two of your starting offensive linemen, Richie Incognito, and you lose Jonathan Martin, you know. I don't care which one of those guys were was the. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't care which one of them guys was was the motivator on that offensive line. You know, because right. somebody on the offensive line is going to be a motivator. Is going to encourage you. Going to talk. He's going to be the leader of that team of that O line. It doesn't matter when you lose two starting offensive linemen. Doesn't matter whether they was a, whether he was a motivator or whether he was the third best offensive lineman on your offensive line. He was a big part of the offensive line, and I really think that um, this is probably gonna, it, it, if nothing else, it had to create a little turmoil in that on that offensive line or in the locker room, coach. Just in Definitely. the locker room, knowing that you know somebody starting that wouldn't be nearly on the field with anybody else. Right, right. And you know, here are two and, guys that and, started and that, for you us. Know, even if you like a guy, you've been in that locker room before. You love a guy, and you know that he's giving you everything he's got, but he's just not getting the job done. And so regardless of how much you care about the guy, you know it's your, your livelihood on the line, too, because they don't just usually get rid of just one guy. That new coach comes in, he usually cleans house. And so you're worried that you're not going to get uh, able to stick around in the league long if uh, you're getting beat every week. And, and you know, Coach, um, this kid, the, the, no, not a kid, but, a, but the guy, Ricky, Richie Incognito, you right. know, um, he said some horrible things, and some people said he was a bully of this 340-pound, six-foot-eight guy, but I, I still haven't put my <laughs> finger on that one yet. But, um, yeah, but Coach, that's you know, so funny, isn't it? That is so funny. But he Coach, still wants to play. Out, would you even tell somebody, hey, this guy's bullying me, and you're no. six-eight, 340 pounds? How tell about me. this one, Coach? You know he made me pay $14,000 to sit all of those guys in Vegas, and they didn't, wouldn't even let me go. I paid fourteen thousand. Come on, man. Now you mean you mean you mean they made you go to the bank, take out fourteen thousand dollars, so all the offensive linemen could go to Vegas, and they didn't take Except you? you. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but anyway, yeah. Richie, Richie Incognito, coach, um, he wants to play. You know, he wants to um, he wants to play this this year. And I, yeah, I really league, think is the league still got him suspended, coach? No, no, he he can he can play this year. You know, he was suspended Just for last year. Him up. And but the thing is, and this and this is this is how this is going to go down. Richie Richie Incognito probably won't be signed until the season starts, because right now we're in the off season, and and any little story is a big big story. When the right. season starts. Somebody's going to sign him, and it's not going to be a big story. It'll be a story for maybe a day, and then and he'll just slip in and try to win a job. Exactly, and he'll be or or be a serious backup or or whatever. But he'll be on someone's roster by game three of the NFL season. You know, I, I heard that um the Colts um the Colts gave him a workout. Uh, Tampa Bay um, giving him a peek. Uh, so it, it, it's it's just a matter of time before um, before he's somebody, he's hired somebody by one of these like teams. you said the season will get close and somebody will pick him up. Yeah, hey coach. But before we go, um, let's congratulate this guy Rory McIlroy. Uh, we got two oh, minutes man. left. You know, Rory McIlroy is great seven. golf. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know, he beat him yesterday in the dark. <laughs> they were all in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday he beat he beat him yesterday in the dark, coach. Uh, un- unbelievable. You know, um, Maury's doing it. He, Rory Rory's doing his thing. He really is doing his thing. And, and, and you this love is, to see a guy, an athlete, hit his stride in his sport and just be like no one close to him. You know, it's like he's just in another zone. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, Regardless of what sport it, you know, this, we're talking right now about golf. But uh, when a when a when an athlete hits that zone, it's like, you know, you don't, you know, oh my goodness, he's going to be in this tournament. Oh, I don't have a chance. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. And you know, uh, when you when I was looking at a tournament yesterday, you, I was pulling for Ricky Fowler, and I really thought he had a chance. But history has told us that he's going to fold his tent. At some point, late in the late in the show, Phil Mickelson, uh, I was really pulling for him as well um, because these are two Americans that we want to see do well all the time. But uh, Phil is forty four years old, and you know, I think maybe fatigue caught up with him a little bit late in the tournament as well. But yeah. you know, this is Roy, Roy McIlroy. He's twenty five years old, and he's he's right now he's pretty much at the prime. He's feeling it. Yeah, he's feeling it, and he's at the, his peak. And, you know, I think golf, you know, I'm not a very good golfer, but, you know, some days you go out there and you have that confidence and your game is two or three strokes better than it usually is just simply because you got that confidence. Yeah, that's for sure, Coach. Hey, and, uh, and, and one more thing before we get out of here, Coach, is um, I was looking at the World Championships of, um, of swimming and the woman freestyle, um, uh, Katie Ledecky. This young lady broke the world record at 17 years old in the 400-meter uh, freestyle. Um, hey, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, um, I, I, I was just so amazed to see this 17-year-old um, doing her thing, and she's the best in the world right now at 17 years old. And that says everything. You know she's put in a lot of work. 
swimming stuff is not for sissies. Oh no, that that's for sure. That's for sure. She she's put in the work and uh and she's deserving of it too because you know, we don't really realize that how many how many four o'clock uh, how many times oh. these young kids have to get up at four o'clock to be at the pool Judge, at five I'm o'clock? To a swim coach. I was married to a swim coach. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me. Yeah, and then you got to then you go to high school. You know, you at you at the you at the pool for three hours before school, and then now right. you got another two hours after school. So they put in an unbelievable amount of time. Hey, and um, congratulations, Katie Ledecky. You deserve it. Hey, coach, it's been a great show. I really enjoyed it. You got the last word. Coach, uh, let's let's hope that this Tony Stewart thing that it that they they decide that it was an accident, a true accident, and that it just doesn't put a bad taste in people's may- mouth for racing. I would agree, Coach. And then hopefully next week we'll have Roland Villa on, and uh, he can give us a closer view on this Tony Stewart situation and give us an update on what's going on in the NASCAR world. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Voice. Thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.